0: Church Beloved Podcast. My name is Alina Hobson and I'm joined here by Carolyn Thomas and Jude Whitehouse. Hello. (laughs) So we're carrying on with our our podcast series on A Woman God Can use. So last week we spoke a bit about Mary. Jude, do you want to wrap up a
1: bit of what we talked about last week? Yeah, we just talked about just the amazing woman that she is. That She just said yes without any questions any bickering any excuses, excuses <laughs> yeah but what about this um it was just that yes that's me yeah, i'm really? going to be the mother of jesus yeah. and i'm young and i'm actually only engaged but yeah I'm <laughs> going pregnant. but just the amazing faithfulness she has and the strength she would have had for that
2: mm-hmm. for that yeah. to
1: happen just yeah
2: and just so humble hearted yeah yeah mm. yep
0: Mm. All right, so this week we're talking about Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist. Carol, do you want to talk a bit about who Yeah, she was? well,
2: Elizabeth was Mary's cousin, um, and, uh, you know, we see that when the angel Gabriel came to talk to Mary, and he told her at that time that um, her cousin Elizabeth, who had been barren and was, you know, in old age, the Bible said she and Zechariah were very, very old, um, was actually pregnant. And so Mary went from there, you know, to go and visit Elizabeth, stay with her for three months. And so, yeah, Elizabeth, Mary's cousin, mother of John the Baptist, married to
0: Zechariah, who was a priest, and, uh, yeah, she'd been barren. Yeah. So Luke 1, 5 to 7 says, In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of, wow, Abijah. Should have read that one first. (laughs) His wife, Elizabeth, was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. Let's talk about it. Um, So Elizabeth was, was barren. Um, what was what was that cost in in her barrenness and remaining true to God? You know, what was she, what what would she have had to battle, I guess is what I'm
2: asking. Well, I think and uh, you know, in those days it was considered um shameful or a disgrace yeah. to be barren. Um what
0: have you what sin have you not repented of? Yeah, That's
2: it, exactly. <laughs> they would be like, Oh, you've done something wrong or you sinned or whatever and you know, as the scripture you've just read says they were both righteous, righteous. and gods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in God's sight and um, yeah, so she would have had to battle that disgrace and that shame just you know, you know people like whispering and whatever what has she done and, and, and another big thing that she had to continually walk by faith and not by sight which I spoke about last last mm-hmm. week because you know the Bible says that they were righteous in God's sight so that would imply you know they kept trusting and you know um, and, and, and another big thing would be dealing with disappointment Mm-hmm. Can you imagine month after month after month hoping, yeah. hoping, hoping, yeah. and just being disappointed, and, and and that unfulfilled longing as well that yeah. she would have had, and um, yeah, and I was thinking as well mental anguish, yeah, of um, mind. you know, yes, uh, you know, mm-hmm. so she was a descendant of Aaron, and they were both righteous in God's sight, so, so even for herself, there must have been times when she's like, you know. Have I done something wrong? Why am I displeasing God? You know what we like. We put ourselves through and probably questioned herself. Um, just while I think about it, something I was just thinking about today, if we can just put in here, it may not even fit in, but I just it's, it's a really good point. Um, I was just thinking about John the Baptist had to come at a certain time yeah.
0: mm.
2: you know, as a forerunner to Jesus Christ. And, and you know, the Bible says they were very old. Mm By the time they had him, if they had had him probably in in their prime time, which might have even been 30 or 40 years previously, I don't know, but, you know, decades before, that wasn't the time for John to come. And so I I was, you know, just thinking of other couples that sometimes have that, you think of Hannah as well with Samuel. Mm -hmm. Um, you know barren and going before the Lord and and there was a special purpose for Samuel so imagine you could have that in your mind that that sometimes that is the case like you might have people who battle with this for years and years but if God's got a really special job for that child and he's chosen you like he chose Elizabeth and Zechariah to raise John knowing they would raise him -hmm. the way that God you know needed him to be raised They had to wait then, Mm. because that was the time when it had to be. Don't you think that's quite incredible if you could just get that into your head? Yeah. To encourage anyone that might be struggling. You know, I'm not saying your child is... But, I mean, God may have an amazing ministry for him or her, and, you know, there's... And he's chosen those parents, but, you know, there's a time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, like, we, you know... Like God's time is not our time yeah, and he doesn't okay. weigh it the way we do it. Yeah, mm. Um, another thing I was thinking about was you know, she would have probably had to battle like fear because what if her husband died and he left her a widow and she had no son no daughter who was married no one to look after her in her old age because that's how it
2: worked didn't it in those days yeah
0: Yeah. you know you know and just to maybe that that mental game like it says specifically elizabeth was not able to conceive Mm. you know like just trying to battle that fear of rejection Mm. from her husband Yeah. yeah
2: Would he
0: go and
1: get a, a, another woman, cast yeah, her yeah, away, yeah. and yep. yeah? another thing I thought of was it's along the lines of the battle of the mind, but also battling jealousy because in those yeah. in those days you had quite big families, and yeah. that was a normal thing to do—is just have kids. Yeah. Yeah. and so seeing other people fall pregnant around yeah, her and all that sort all of stuff, know, yeah. and keeping her faithfulness and her trust yeah. and her patience and keeping all that in check. Yeah well, other things are happening that you want to happen for yourself are happening yeah. to other people. Like, yeah. That's that a good point yeah. Friend yeah. after friend, falling pregnant, pregnant. nieces yeah.
0: and nephews yeah. and none of your own. Yeah. And, and that people you say, them. the
2: fact that it says that they were both righteous and God's sake yeah. would imply that she has still maintained a good attitude. Yeah, that's so right. she would yeah. have had to process and yeah. work through all of those yeah. and release it. Mm. Yeah, mm. that's
0: yeah. good. Mm. Pretty awesome. So have you girls faced any similar costs? Well, yep. not in terms of that. Hey,
2: I, again, I think it's the principles, isn't it? Um, yeah. Maybe unfulfilled longing or waiting for something, but again, it feels like everything I've gone through pal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in comparison, <laughs> <but> I think <laughs> you know each situation yeah. is unique. We and all it, learn you learn know, different things. You <laughs> learn
1: different things. Yeah. One that I thought of—it was—I was more thinking along the course of culturally with having, sort of having the shame and not understanding why God's doing it. And mm. mine, though, was totally because, also because of my choices, not totally because God yep. was doing it. But when I fell pregnant with my first child, and when I was 20 and I wasn't married, and I fell pregnant to a married man, and um, I'd grown up in a Christian family, I'd, I knew God, I knew I wasn't living the right way, and when this happened, it was actually a big shock in my face, obviously, <laughs> even though it was from my choices of the way I was living at the time. Um... But I also knew, as soon as I found out I was pregnant, that God was like, no, this is your baby. Like, I remember sitting in my bedroom going, what am I doing, you know, and talking to God. And he's like, this is your child. This is the baby I want you to raise. I've given it to you for a reason. So, And, so, and it was literally like a turnaround in my life. Mm of just turning straight back to God yeah. and yeah, knowing that a... he'd given me this baby for a reason yeah. and knowing that she's going to be awesome one day. And, yeah, so... But working through that, because of my choices and because of the sins that I did because... and which obviously caused the pregnancy, um, yeah, I still had to deal with shame and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and me knowing all this stuff that God had been talking to me about and doing all the rumours and the mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff, being in quite a large Christian organisation that yep. that followed, that trying, even just trying to talk to people about it, they, would, they, they just see the sin, they didn't see anything else. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, so I don't know that sort of stuck at me, even though I know it was from my choices as well. It wasn't just all God's choices. Yeah,
2: yeah and I think the important thing, what you're saying there as well, Jude, is that, you know... The Bible tells us clearly, you know, that the Lord like formed us in our mother's womb, oh, yeah, totally. and, and before you So, no child's an accident. Oh no. Yes, as you say, consequences of whatever the pregnancy, But you know, yeah. God, and and it's not you know the yeah. child, and so yeah. He loves, and, and that as well. Like the large Christian organization, yes, you know, when someone does mess up like that and so or mm. whatever, but they come to repentance, which yes. you did. And there's got to be forgiveness and then yeah. just helping and, and yeah. taking in. Oh. You know what I mean? Not that just like you say. Oh, that wasn't you know, from just, anyone. But no, yeah. but just looking. Yeah. Sometimes that is the case. They will just mm. look at the sin. Yes, yeah, certainly the Bible talks about shunning people if mm. they don't come to repentance for their own sake as well so that yeah. they can come to repentance. Mm. But, you know, where there is repentance and stuff, it's just absolutely, you know, loving that child and drawing in. And as you say, that turned you to God. So it does turn to good, doesn't yeah. it?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me actually think of my first experience of social stigma from being a Christian. It was in high school, and there were these girls who were witches, I say in quotation. Yeah. <laughs> witches. Who were playing like sport on the oval, and they decided to try and intimidate me by like passing me notes that had 666, the devil's number, written oh. on it, and, <laughs> and things like that. And I was just like, what, what do you think? This does to me, like, yeah. what do you think you're doing? Like, who cares? You know, it was my first yes. taste of like being a Christian is weird, <laughs> like in the world's eyes, and yeah. You should have just, just held your fingers up.
2: On the <laughs> I did like that. I think something really funny that you know yeah, a kid does. Even more. <laughs> I'm like, what?
1: What are you? <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, her big thing is she continued to trust God, right? And as I said before, it says she was righteous in his sight and she obeyed his commands and decrees blamelessly. Yeah. And and I think the big thing that we can see from that, and this goes to what you were saying about year after year, she's seen you know, all these other kids being born, mm. is that she didn't allow herself to become bitter, mm. which I think in that circumstance often it, you know it's, it could be easy to do. Um, And she didn't blame God, but she just continued to trust and accept, I guess, that that was his will for her. Um, And and you see as well that once she does fall pregnant, straight away, what are the words out of her mouth? Um, In Luke 1, verse 25, let me find it. Oh, she says, the Lord has done this for me, she said, and these days he has shown his favour and taken away my disgrace among the people. Yeah. So, again, straight away, you see that she hasn't become bitter. She hasn't blamed God. She's Her response is to go straight to God and give him, him glory when she falls pregnant. Um, yeah. So.
0: Yeah, and, like, you see when Mary arrives for a visit, like, it's the heart of a worshipper. Yeah. Like straight into that worship yeah. of
1: God and declaring who he is. Yeah, she just yeah stayed faithful. That's what mm. stuck out to me much. Yeah, mm. and as Carolyn said, observed all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. So it shows that she kept her character correct before God. She kept yeah. everything correct before Him. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, that really stuck out to me. Like she had um, like an established, um, like a proven track record of yeah. faithfulness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because I think in our microwave, everything instant. Mm. Um, God's given me this word or this prophecy or I feel called to this and mm. da, da 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 like we expect everything straight away. Mm. But God's like, hang on, there's a, a proven track record of faithfulness faithful yeah. with the yeah. small you get yeah. the big sort of thing and um mm. I think especially in my generation really struggle with that concept that mm. you know, getting to the big platform ministry or whatever it is you're called to starts off with um, you know, doing the the really dumb jobs like emptying the bins and, mm-hmm. you know, that that really... Servant sort of heart. Servant heart. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: so... And there's scripture, you know, what you're saying as well that talks as well about not putting people into leadership even when they are too young, and I'm talking mm. the young in the Lord. Um, you know, mm. they've got to have that, yeah. I mean, you might come to Christ at 50, so you're still a young Christian. If you've only had one or two years, they've got to have, like you say, that proven yeah yeah you know, um, track record yeah, and track with that character. And again, it's you know because they're going to have responsibility of people, and so yeah. God's got to know can trust them with it. And that's and I think true. that's the big thing as well. We've talked about before that you know you you get your call and stuff, and it is exciting. Of course, it's exciting when you realise what it is that God specifically called you for. And you know you may have a prophetic word, but straight after that, it's into the desert and the training. training yeah. And a lot of people can't handle that, or they don't realise. And like you say, they just want to go from A to Z. And God's looking for that. He gives you that and he gives you a measure of being able to use it and whatever just, I think, as encouragement Mm -hmm. for all the years of training. But you have to have that character, otherwise it's crash and burn. Yeah. Yep.
0: Definitely. Yep. So if someone's asking you to step up into something that doesn't look (laughs) like you're calling... Um, maybe just have a think about what it is that God's actually asking you to do. Maybe yeah. he is preparing you, even though it doesn't look like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was great too, Mary, uh, Elizabeth's response was like, just faith, his name is John. Yes. Yeah, just straight out, no, his name is John. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. faith, this is God's promise, this is what he said to us, yeah. his name is John. That's
1: right, that's good, yeah. And that was after having so many years of barrenness in the family, probably going, oh, what's going on here? And then not choosing a family name. Yeah. yeah, and so you know the perfect son has finally arrived. It's like, yeah, it's finally
2: <laughs> happened. You're not having a family
1: night?
2: <laughs> Are you serious? And I, I must admit, I was a little bit miffed at first. You know, when I was reading it again, because I thought it's like. They asked, you know, they asked her what he's going to be called, and she said, John, and then they go to the husband and say, oh, what's his name? And then when you write, crazy woman you know, you write to him, yeah. and I'd be like, excuse me, I'm about mother, so I'm telling
0: you, John, but I know in those days they considered I thought that was a she gone around the A land. little woman's <laughs> All right, so, girls, what is your response and attitude to to God being when there's He's asked you to trust him no matter what things look like in in the physical.
2: So I, I guess what you're asking is, what is our
0: response to waiting without seeing you, <laughs>
2: basically? Always. Um, what did they could say it's Helen the hallway, but what? Yeah. <laughs> but there's a line. I can't remember the expression. But I think, if I'm honest, mine will fluctuate between trust and frustration. Yep. And equal, hopefully not equal measures, (laughs) hopefully increasing measures of trust. But no, honestly, because, I mean, we're emotional beings as well, so we have that, and it's just fluctuating you know, between times of like hyper faith and super faith and being mm-hmm. really pumped and then and then times of despair and feeling mm-hmm. like what's happening I can't see you, where are you God and I, I think those times is where you learn the most because that is yeah. where you have to absolutely stand on the word without yeah. seeing it I mean it's easy yeah. to have faith when you can yeah. see things happening yeah. mm-hmm. um, and I think God really you know, uses that and allows those times we have to have those times that feel dark or that we can't yeah. see because that is just where you absolutely Hold on to the word, and, and you know, um, and you know, I'll often drive down up top. I've said this before, and I see those hills. Then I'll like, you know, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? And it's
1: that—that's where you, that's what mm-hmm. you do in those dark times. That you need to do.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I think. I'm all, always being taught an extra level of patience. <laughs> I haven't always been the most patient person. <laughs> and I'm a lot more patient now than I used to be. <laughs> but, yeah, it's yeah, it's like getting taught another level of patience. And yeah. But, yeah, in just turning to God instead of going and, you know, chatting to my friends about it or having to mm-hmm. go at my husband because I'm frustrated. Like, yeah, as you are saying, the yeah. frustration, that's me. I just, like, it'll be, I'll be like okay, this is cool, I can handle this law, I'm doing well. And then I just snap and I go, okay, maybe I'm not doing so well. <laughs> and if you so think... Then- oh, sorry. No, that's right I was just going to say, so then, you know, I just need... It's usually time to have a shower and have a discussion with God and go. (laughs) Have a
2: cry. Yeah. (laughs) Showers are great. Try and look at yourself in the mirror (laughs) every (laughs) cry. Makes you cry more because you feel sorry for yourself. I look so miserable. But I think the key, what you said there, is like, you know, you have times where you think, no, this is fine, I can handle it. Yeah. And that's the whole problem, isn't it? If yeah. we can still handle it, then we yeah. haven't been taken to that point. I'm usually deceiving myself. <laughs> yeah, but up until we, we, you know, where you still feel, and that's what we are. We think we trust in mm. because we can, you know, I'm trusting, I'm trusting, trusting, can handle it. And when it comes to the point of where I cannot take any more, that is only where trust kicks in, isn't yeah. it? Because yeah. it's not actually kicked in before it doesn't need to. Yeah, It's mm. only at that, I cannot do this mm. anymore then trust has to kick in yep, yeah that's
0: right i think it's really good to have some wise counsel around you in those situations oh yeah and then you know when you're dealing with something you're like all right god's giving me this promise i'm trusting in faith this is what is going to happen can't see it at all happening no. This I'm trusting and trusting and then you know all of a sudden you're like oh no it's is terrible it's not going to happen mm. like that fear steps in yep. mm. and sometimes you just need to like a wise just give me a bit of a shock I yes. know <laughs> oh, I'm trusting
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's, uh, there's been a few occasions like that, that I know God's promised me stuff and I'm just like it's not happening and then all of a sudden I'll get a text from a beautiful friend going keep standing girl you can do it and you're just like Thank
0: you
2: yeah that's that's what God mm. does as well, isn't it he's He's put us around each other for yeah. a reason It's not just you know being mm. in isolation no, um, yeah well. yeah um and you know I, I sometimes I don't know it's probably not going to sound right, but um I almost sometimes feel glad that I didn't know as much about the prophetic as I do now because. Um, you know, David and I got major prophetic words about life direction and, and stuff and, you know, future stuff in and, and 1989, which is starting to just come to pass now in the last few years. And, you know, in those days, I, I didn't know a lot about it. I didn't know about the future words and that this could mean something different and yeah. soon... Well, <laughs> we know soon <laughs> in 2,000 years or, you know, this year or whatever in the prophetic terminology. And so I almost... I don't want to say I dismissed the prophecy, but it almost just got put on a shelf and I forgot about it. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say I'm almost glad that I didn't know that was because it took 25 years before it started... Yep. I mean, it was unfolding because God was training my character in a lot of the stuff that he mentioned there. Hmm. But a lot of the really stuff that was going to start coming out but only came 25 years later. And if I knew then what I knew now, I think there would have been a lot more frustration. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's but...
0: <laughs> yeah. I remember you asking me one day, Carolyn, are you doing that because you're trying to make that part of your prophecy come true? And I was like what no you train me too
2: well <laughs> <laughs> yeah so now I think I'll be more frustrated like you youngsters you know like seeing it coming and like oh when's it coming when's it coming where like okay it, it, for a lot of you as well it will be stuff will be happening but there's a lot of character stuff that can take 15 20 25 years and that's pretty normal as well for people that are prophets yeah, themselves, that amount of training, but if you, you know, <laughs> just like, mm, you, you, yep. you know, struggle to go through it. Well, I
0: was thinking about this exact thing a couple of weeks ago, that there's a part in, Ben and I received prophecy in like 2012, something, something around there, um, and there's a, a, a part that talked about um, what was calling us the stay on the leader's hip and um, stay close and even when all the other you know kids are running around on the ground and we're like I want to get run around on the ground I'm really? totally capable yeah. <laughs> it's no stay on the leader's hip you know and when I first got there I'm like alright yeah. you know and your had you thinking like five years sort of thing and I'm like hang on that could be like 30, 40 years and I might it's don't going to be, don't, don't it's like, get the timer out and start timing now yeah, until exactly, you can yeah, run around. Yeah. Like it could be a really long time. Yeah. But
2: you know that's what? True. You can you can't shorten it, but you can lengthen it. And yeah. I have to say, with your and Ben's attitude, you definitely wouldn't be lengthening it. Yeah, you know what I mean? You've submitted sure. <laughs> to it fully. And I mean, we've seen the faithfulness, and we've seen. Um, so yeah, that's really good. That's important as well. You know, like you, there are times when you're getting patient, but you have fully submitted yourself. Um, which makes a huge difference to your whole what God sees in you and mm. the whole character and whatever. So, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's
0: good. Obedience. Yeah, it's that's exactly right, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so what qualities do we see in Elizabeth for God to have chosen her to be the mother of John?
2: Well, I think there has to have been a lot of wisdom mm. because, you know, John had such an important um, mission and ministry and, and you know, God... It would take wisdom to raise him in, in the way that you know God yeah. wanted him raised. Yes,
0: um, that that like bl- living blamelessly and righteously yeah. in God's sight for both of them really would have come into play there. Yeah, yeah. Well, definitely. Yeah, and sorry, just um, interesting where God put placed them. It said that um says so Zachariah Zachariah. Um, was a priest and he was serving and it also mentioned that Elizabeth was in the line of Aaron, Aaron. like yeah. just think about like yeah, that, yeah. that that yeah. knowledge and wisdom yeah. they had about the word
2: yes. and being mm. able to
0: train their son yeah. up in, yeah. in knowing exactly. that so he could go out and just know yeah. Yeah. Um, and that righteous living as yeah. well that they would have
2: had to, to bring him up in you know the way he was going to live and stuff yeah that he would and have that strength of character himself to have to because he had to face a lot of people thinking it was crazy and <laughs> accusation and, you know, yep, yep. Um, and, and be fearless as well in the mm. face of King Herod and everything. Um, and so, um, yeah, that mm. absolute, and, and that would go from what they have in them a lot mm. as well to put into him. And, and I think another characteristic, she was fully submitted to God. And we've talked about that the fact that she was righteous, she obeyed and blameless yep. me means she was fully submitted, she did accept. You know, being fully submitted, we can say we submitted to God, but when his will is not what we want or whatever, that's where you really see it. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, she, the Bible mentions her as obeying blamelessly and whatever means that she had that submission in her heart towards his will. Yeah. Um, trusted him as well with faithful. And as you said, Lena mentions they were both righteous and God's sons, So God knew he could trust them to raise John to be a man of God yeah. and to be a righteous yeah. man as well.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of endurance coming out. Like, yeah. you think of what John faced, like that, yeah. uh, you know, and then what Elizabeth and Zachariah faced. Like, just persevering, persevering, yeah. endurance, endurance, hope, yeah. hope, hope, hope. After, yeah, yeah, after yeah. year, after year. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I was just, I'd read um, uh, probably two weeks ago, I just can't remember if it was Francine Rivel or Karen Kingsbury. Um, I can't remember which one. But, you know, um, they're both really gifted writers. And, and you know, they write... Um, you know, they bring these characters alive when they're right And this one I was reading, um, was talking about the different characters, John the Baptist and... Um Elizabeth and stuff and you know in this story they put it in a story and she does a lot of research to see historically what is feasible and you know according to scripture as well and um, you know that he would have come to the age of probably 12 or even had to be sent to um, the rabbis like mm. in, uh, for training and stuff so, so they would have had to send him off and then he would be away for you know a year or even maybe get to come home once or twice a year you know that was just sort of now we're not saying that's exactly what happened, but that probably is the kind of thing. And he will yeah. be trained in the law and all of that. And so even that to just have that faithfulness and releasing him, mm-hmm. and and to you know for him to to grow up and be mature enough to you know mm-hmm. follow what God's yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: One thing I thought of, which at first note, I thought of it sounded kind of weird, but I had joy. But I think it's more of because of her faithfulness and her mm-hmm. trust and everything in the Lord, that should have just had a natural joy because yeah. she knew that God's got this, I don't yeah. need to worry about it. Yeah. You know, and just that yeah. it's, yeah, like a. I'm trying, so like picturing like a peaceful joy. I don't know. Yeah, it's well the a, joy
2: of the Lord is your strength yeah. and that's what it is. It's that mm. inner knowing. It's yeah. not really a ha-ha. Happy yeah, no, that's... yeah, I don't that, mean that like inner like a, knowing. Yeah. Yeah. That's not why you that peaceful but joy. Just that joy inner that, yeah. absolute peace and trust. Yeah, flesh.
1: she could yeah. just go about her day knowing yeah. that God's yeah. got this and I can be yeah. happy with what yeah. I'm doing.
0: Yeah, and not be consumed by bitterness. No, that's right. Yeah.
1: That's good. All
0: right, well, let's wrap this podcast up um challenge for the week is um have a have a think about what we've spoken about and the the quality sort of thing um is there anything from there that you know that you're lacking in your life um and what are the qualities that you desire to have in your life and and is there anything there that um yes that is lacking (laughs)
2: can I just add like we just got here just some other scriptures that would just talk about qualities that are pleasing to God Um, 1 Peter 3 4 it says rather it should be that and it talks first about you know the outward adornment and stuff rather and then it goes on to say rather it should be that of your inner self the unfading beauty unfading hey Of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. Let me just say that quiet spirit doesn't mean you have to not talk a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I've gone through this with God before. But that, where it's talking about that um, gentle and quiet spirit, is that really that spirit of like, be still and know that I'm God. So that gentle and quiet, that absolute trust in, which is what we see in Elizabeth and Mary. Um, And then Psalm 24 Verses three and four says, Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord, who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false God. And I love that because I want to, that is one of my desires to to look like you know, I've been looking at these scriptures, um, this one probably for a couple of years, my like God. I want to be one that pleases you, mm. so what is it that your word says? So they have clean hands and a pure heart.
0: Mm. I like 1 Peter um, 3 6 in the Amplified. It talks about being Sarah's true daughters if you do right and let nothing terrify you. Mm. Not giving way to hysterical fears or letting anxieties unnerve you. Yeah. I like
2: that. I like mm. that as well. I had marked that earlier in the year where it's like, yeah, you are her daughters in the NIV. It says if you do not give way to fear. Mm. And I had sort of written next to that, "Okay, God, I know you're going to expand me and send me out. Like I'm going to have my first preach out somewhere else or whatever." And sure enough, later, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: and it's, so I'm like you and me, Lord, we'll see if this happens.
1: <laughs> <laughs> one thing God always talks to me about is my words and my thoughts because I react. yeah I can react very quickly, yeah. and one thing, big thing, is my thoughts and going around, around, around in my head, and so. Yeah, Proverbs nineteen fourteen. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, yeah. my rock and my redeemer. Yeah. So just thinking on what you're speaking and what you're Think thinking that. about. Think that. I know. <laughs> so yeah, just and making sure that what's coming out and also yeah. what you're allowing in and what you're yeah. allowing to go around around your head is pleasing to God.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what helps with that? Because also that's a good scripture. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. May the words of my mouth, but. Another scripture that helps with that is where there's a scripture in Psalms as well that says, um, set a guard, O Lord, before my mouth, yes. keep watching the door of my lips, and I'm like, I cannot do this on my own, I yep. keep getting it, but I thought that was pretty awesome, you can actually ask him yes. to set the Say guard, that, yeah. you know, and that's probably Holy Spirit convicting been I'll, I'll just push that aside and keep talking, and yes. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, um, so yep. yeah, he's faithful and gracious, but yeah, I think mm. it's, um, we really want
0: to aspire
2: to what we see in these women. Mm. Yeah.
0: Definitely all right that's all from us this week um next next podcast we're going to be starting off talking about esther one of my favorites yeah, um <laughs> so we'll, 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 well we won't see you but we hope that you you hear, hear us, hear us. <laughs> <laughs> next week um, if you'd like to get in contact with us you can jump onto our website life-house.net or you can find us on facebook under life house ministries all right we'll catch you next time Thank you.